Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely, and I am more desperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease can thou give me a date. Sometimes too hot the ring light shines, and often is his gold complexion dimmed, and every fair from fair sometime declines. By chance of your chiseled jaw with beard untrimmed, but thy insta stories shall not fade, nor lose possession of that fair thou worst. Nor shall lockdown brag thou wanderest in his shade, when in eternal lines to time thou growest, so long as men can breathe or eyes can see, so long lives this Ben Schwartz. Go on a date with me. that is funny, sweet, and also aloof enough not to seem needy all at the same time? Well, we do not have any answers to these questions, but we still have a lot of opinions, and we would like to share them with you. Join us every Thursday to talk it out. And please, date my friend Ben Schwartz. Hey everyone, I'm Kelsey, and welcome back to Date Me, Ben Schwartz, a podcast. Here with me is my pal slash co-host, Sebastian. Hello. <laughs> Let's get started. Let's do it. Um, did you mute your phone? Mine's muted. That's you. That's me. That's sorry. That's my yeah. brother on my computer. <laughs> okay. Messaging me. How do I? Uh, so today, Seb, we were going to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> we were going to talk about um, pop culture and pop culture yes. relationships and right. how kind of pop culture portrays these relationships. Right. Um, so one kind of, I guess, our... our our thesis th- topic, thesis, yeah, <laughs> was how pop culture uh, and the relationships that they have. It kind of skewed our wishes for what a healthy relationship is, like what we, right. I guess, perceive to be considered healthy within the relationship. Right. But it also skewed what we believe to be an attainable goal. So one kind of trope is um, like it normalized that doofus and the babe. Right. We uh, see trope. It all the time. Yeah, but it also kind of kind of normalized a sense of drama. Right. In our relationship. Yeah. Uh, whether it was like the guy doing this grand gesture to show mm-hmm. how much he loved the woman. Right. Or um, the woman who kind of is, <laughs> for lack of a better word, kind of like the crazy girlfriend. Like sure, who, yeah. like Like Carrie throwing a burger at Mr. Big when right. they're in like a fight, right? So I, it's, sorry. I, and I just want to say like, I think we're going to talk about like, fictional portrayals mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. i think reality tv is like a whole other oh yeah realm. that's not i wasn't even thinking of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is more the the fictional world For that sure. we kind of maybe even grew up with because yeah. i mean i know this was all stuff that like as long as i've been watching tv since i was a child there's always been tv relationships you know like right, the simpsons sure. yeah. or like, and so you kind of get this sense of like oh that's what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. like and so i ended up finding this um 
this it's kind of like an not really an article it kind of seems like it's a blog post from this one sure. uh doctor named dr sarota and yep. her she was kind of paraphrasing mm-hmm. ba- um, a study that was written by uh, dr Littman, and it's six relationship behaviors that media portrays as romantic right so the first is well, she she made this comment about how romantic comedies are normalizing abusive and unacceptable behaviors and fostering a culture in which people are supposed to accept the unacceptable from a potential, oh, sorry, potential, actual or past romantic partner. Right. So there were these six behaviors. Uh, the first one is predatory behavior. So, for example, finding out where somebody lives and dropping off gifts yeah, no. or just showing up unexpectedly. Yeah. It's supposed to be this like, oh my God, how sweet. Whereas like in real life, if somebody... I mean, you referenced a, a few pods or a few episodes back about Anna Kendrick yeah. and that guy just setting her down. Like, it's creepy. Yeah. You know, uh, the second one is boundary violations. So yeah. just not taking no for an answer. Right. Yeah. You know, like kind of being like, no, no, if I can change your mind, like she'll really yeah. love me, you know? Yeah, you hear those stories of like, like old dudes, like badgering their now like wives or partners. Like, oh, I asked her out like 40 days in a row and she finally said yes. I had a parent tell like, me a story oh. like that. It's like, no, that's fucking yeah. weird. <laughs> this parent was like, oh, well, because she was, I don't know how she, she found out that I was single and was obsessed with my single life. And was like, would talk to me about how, oh, I'm going to find somebody you just don't know who it is yet. And she would, she would refer back to her relationship with her partner now about how he used to find her on the subway every morning that's and she would constantly say no constantly and he just wouldn't listen yeah you know and so to me it's like that that's an example of that ignoring boundaries right yeah um so the third one is stalking which is kind of self-explanatory you know um the other one is this hypersexual behavior right so there's that kind of big first moment where it's like you can't take your eyes off each other or you can't take your bodies off of each other. Mm-hmm. It's like this huge, I don't know, just release. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it kind of sets up this expectation that the rest of the relationship is going to be sure. just as hot and heavy like that. Right, you yeah. know, another one is hurtful behavior. So this little quote that I just have is on screen, people engage in behavior that's rude, mean, nasty, critical, or controlling. And the person on the receiving end almost always forgives and forgets the hurtful person then suddenly changes their ways and becomes kind thoughtful and respectful and the relationship proceeds to be loving and supportive but in real life someone who behaves this badly during courtship will more likely sorry more than likely not always but Mm -hmm. more than likely uh, be even more abusive once the treatment once the relationship is established and the last type of behavior is the silent treatment so like this kind of just all of a sudden disappearing and and ghosting but then coming back a little bit later and being, right. and being forgiven for just disappearing sure, yeah. you know uh so those are just six behaviors that i just kind of find interesting because it mm-hmm. really does set up how can we have if this is what we're watching yeah. right from a younger age right how can this set up success for us when this is what we're seeing for you sure know? for sure yeah like i also found another article on uh, mediasmarts.ca about like media literacy and it's like talking about the pressure that's put on, you know, especially teens in this particular example, about how like ad television film, you know, they're putting the pressure on them to be sexually attractive, mm-hmm. sexually active. And then again, like teaching those unhealthy lessons, like what a relationship is, because we spend so much time like consuming like TV shows and movies now that like every streaming service has every movie ever <laughs> and yeah. every TV show ever like available at your fingertips at any time so why wouldn't you just like binge three seasons of Friends or whatever right yeah. because it's just <laughs> available right so it's a whole 
whole like frame they're putting together for us, which I think you're right. That's like, how do we then, how are we expected to be like quote unquote normal or quote unquote mm. healthy when we see all these kind of like twisted versions yeah. that we're, we're getting there? For yeah, sure. exactly. And like, so, I mean, we have a, a few little uh, examples. Yeah, later on we'll get to uh, yeah. some examples. But yeah, it's just kind of there. Well, so I, I noticed here you say like, when I guess based off of the article that you just found, yeah, that when they appeared in ads in men's magazines, women's were sexualized seventy six percent of a of the time. With this, women with passive sexuality, whereas men are unable to control theirs. Yeah. like it's again that kind of is setting, I mean, women up, yeah, kind of for failure. A it's little like bit, being like know? I see a lot too. It's like uh, like on that '70s show, like Eric would ask like the pester Donna to have sex or like. Uh, Kelso and Jackie, Jackie. Mm-hmm. like the males were always the one like asking and wanting sex and the women would just be like oh fine or like relent in some mm-hmm. capacity mm-hmm. like okay I guess we can do whatever which again is yeah. like a ignoring boundaries or just not getting the consent yeah that, there's a whole I mean yeah it's a whole intersection of different like toxic behaviors to like have to like you know wear down your partner inside to go out or mm-hmm. to engage in activities or whatever it is and then also that you know men can't control their urges or different things like that, which mm-hmm, is total mm-hmm. horse shit. But, mm-hmm. you know, people still buy into that. And they're like, oh, when I have needs and, you know, I can't be held responsible. But, like, no, you absolutely can be held responsible yes, for yeah. reactions and things like that. So, yeah, it's uh, this, yeah, this passivity versus aggression almost that kind of exists, which is very mm-hmm. weird and not the way the world works. No, and it kind mm-hmm. of also sets it up to be like, well, women, even if you don't enjoy it, it's fine because the guy needs to do it, you yeah. know? And it's just kind of like, how is that... It does. It yeah. kind of just takes that sense of, I don't know if autonomy is the right word, but like, yeah. it, it does kind of take that away from the woman that it's like, well, regardless, you're going to have to do it. So may yeah, as like well, you're just you know? a, a vessel for yeah. their sexual gratification rather than like a willing partner to this like emotional connection, mm-hmm. emotional and physical connection, which is very uh, silly. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then the same article also mentions like this kind of like, I guess they called it like a pseudo sexuality that's being constructed. It makes us hard, as we're saying, to kind of figure out and understand that on our own when we're sort of coming of age, seeing all those like rom-coms and like teen movies and things like that that have mm-hmm. like all these different tropes of like the doofus or like the nice guy or like bad boy or like mm-hmm. all like or like the, you know, the good girl or whatever the different cases are or, like the yeah. you mentioned too, like the the hot librarian or the hot girl or like the oh, yeah. nerdy girl that's like takes off her glasses and she's Lets like down her hair yeah. and she's all of a sudden the hottest thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> It's 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 like making it hard because if you don't talk about these things with like your parents or your friends, it's just kind of like assume that like, oh, like people are investing all this money and time to making these shows. So that must be kind of like what it's like mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't have any experience. But mm-hmm. I, I definitely remember feeling that way of like, well, why doesn't my life turn out? like these movies because mm-hmm. I'm doing the same things. I'm like, I'm being nice. I'm being, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, yeah. Because then you start to compare yourself and you start mm-hmm. to kind of, um, see yourself in relation to that. We're now, we compare ourselves to this. And when we yeah. compare ourselves, then it's obvious that once we start seeing ourselves in relation to those characters, we're like, Oh, well maybe I'm not doing my relationship right. Or right. maybe I'm not dating right. Right. You know? And I, I think people obviously it's like, Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's fiction. It's not real. Of course it's not how it is, but it's like, no, it's like, if that's what you're seeing constantly everywhere, mm-hmm. it's hard to even like subconsciously, you know, uh, not avoid that kind of stuff. It's like it kind of gets internalized. Like, yeah, like, cause you enjoy the shows, you enjoy the movies and mm-hmm. then you just take bits of pieces. And if you see the kind of the same sort of like 
weird behavior or those weird, you know, unrealistic expectations being fulfilled all the time outside, it's not unreasonable to think, yeah, maybe for me too, because people are making these shows and, you know, it's the, these stories have to come from somewhere. They're not like so fantastical that they've uh-huh. never happened ever, but mm-hmm. just, they're just so pervasive that like, yeah, our friends like, okay, you know, why, why is George Costanza being like sexually successful mm-hmm. being like the jackass that he is like he's, yeah. not, he's not a good guy yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah. i don't know it's there's there's a lot to unpack yeah, with this for sure with this and, and especially with like studies on adolescence i found this other study on uh pubmed website a study that looked at uh adolescence and their the, their absorption i guess of uh representations of romantic couples and how that sort of went to their own expectations of what that is and so it was mostly African-American high school students, mostly female, uh, between uh, the ages of 13 and 17. And they did find, like, yes, like, there is definitely a correlation to, like, sort of what's popular, what's being presented to how people expect their own personal things to sort of unfold and things mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not a box where it's like, oh, that's that's media that's entertainment there mm-hmm. and my life's over here there's a lot of crossover mm-hmm. there for is. sure and especially like i grew up with the time of the oc you know yeah <laughs> and so you see those relationships like marissa and ryan and like uh, summer and seth and you kind of just they're such they're so dramatic right. and i mean teens yes teens are dramatic but yeah. you kind of start Hormones to get this such. like yeah like it's all or nothing that you're either like super in love with the person and like they make you go crazy like they if they if you get angry you like punch walls and whatever but it's like you love them so much and so it's right. just is so like just to watch that and be like oh okay so if if they get like cr- like quote unquote crazy mm-hmm. then it's just they're just crazy in love yeah you pa- know it's passion yeah it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. and it's good to have that kind yeah. of passion you know and so like my expectations for relationships were a lot more i thought they would be a lot more kind of volatile like there's there's there's, just this incredible passionate there's conflict and they like then you overcome the conflict each time and then like that makes you stronger somehow whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that that, that's too it's like you feel like oh if you're in a relationship where you don't like you don't fight or you're like there's not that it's like oh we're missing the passion yeah it's like conflated that you know conflict and passion are the same thing but yeah no no, they're not It's, it's it's a no thing that we've just been shown Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is interesting let's get into our some examples yeah okay um so i mean the first one we already kind of talked about was george costanza yeah uh and how he's getting all these these people all these women yeah like to go out on dates with him yeah yeah. and he's also like jerry seinfeld in that show too Mm -hmm. like he he plays like a version of himself where he's kind of like a successful comedian Mm -hmm. and he he too gets a lot of dates and things like that even though like He's not a great guy. Like, I mean, all those characters on the show are kind of not, not great. They're yeah. selfish and, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And they, they mm-hmm. freak out on over, like, the most mundane. Like, with like, the woman's hands. Yeah, like. exactly. And then they just won't go on a date again. <laughs> exactly, like, it's yeah. like, it's, and, uh, but also, that in itself is kind of this sense of pickiness. Like, yeah. this girl was great. She just had hands that they deemed to be kind of masculine. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I can't go out with her again. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's. Yeah. It's like well, there's well, no opportunity for any kind of um, flaw. Yeah, exactly. In these relationships, they, they're they are they know what they deserve, mm-hmm. quote unquote. <laughs> they know what they're in, or they feel they're entitled to date a certain kind of person, mm-hmm. which kind of flows into the next kind of trope I've I've been seeing a lot, especially like teen movies where it's like you have like the nice guy, 
quote unquote, mm. or like the friend of like the hot girl mm-hmm. who's like in the shadows, kind of like they've been friend zoned. They've friend zoned, yeah, that whole fucking nonsense, Ugh, which is <laughs> unreal. But it's like a, a warped view of how to treat others. Because I definitely like when I was like fourteen, I would watch those movies, and then like I would try to be nice, and mm. you know, like oh, eventually like she'll see me as like you know somebody mm-hmm. to date rather than just a friend, but. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never, it's not, it's a, It's like your life isn't the movie, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also like you don't, like, I mean, I didn't get, like, angry or anything, but I just got, was kind of like, just like, I'm like, oh, like, why not me? Like, why mm-hmm. I see all this stuff happening. Mm-hmm. People get together, you know, after, you know, she dumps, like, the, the, the guy who's, like, actually, like, not a good person, and then mm-hmm. she comes over to my house in the rain and be like, hey, like, yeah. I actually, I love you. And it's like, you've been there all along. <laughs> yeah. and you just didn't see it. Yeah, exactly. Which is, again, like a. And then that very... also sets up, like, it sets up unrealistic expectations on both parts. I mean, mm-hmm. for yours, it's that, like, oh, she'll see it. She'll see me one day if I just keep hanging on, which is kind yeah. of unfair to you because then what? You're not moving forward with somebody else yeah. just because you're waiting around. Yeah. But then also from the other perspective, like, it's kind of, it sets up that kind of, um, one of those weird expectations or one of the sorry the, one of the weird behaviors of like not really the boundary violation because like it's yeah. not like you are like not listening to the no but it's yeah. kind of like I don't know it's, it's almost I, it's I, just that you can't be friends like you're just yeah. you're friends with the intention that yeah. something will happen yeah, and like so a- then it sets up this kind of like how can the girl then trust or how can the person then trust to really be friends with that person if all they're doing is waiting for her to realize right you know? exactly yeah and it's also setting up you know that whoever you're attracted to as just like a a vessel for you to gratify like your like relationship or physical need they're not like you're not treating mm-hmm. them as a person mm-hmm. like every every woman is like a prospect or every man is like a prospect Mm -hmm. or every person is a, you know, a potential mate rather than like some people aren't that and will never be that. They can just be a person in your life that Mm -hmm. you care about, but there doesn't need to be sort of an ever an expectation of in the future, all we're going to get together, Mm -hmm. which also Mm -hmm. is like can skew, as you're saying, like can skew that, like how can you ever expect to be friends, just friends with somebody if that's all that there is. You're just like, you know, that person just like, biding my time exactly because then it's like is this a a genuine friendship or is this if i date somebody else are they just gonna be like oh well then never mind and then you lose that friendship so it's kind of it can kind of build this i don't know just a very uneven Mm -hmm. relationship between people for sure yeah versus like what's expected versus Mm -hmm. you know what they feel entitled to Mm -hmm. which is that whole part of that whole like nice guy which is actually like a toxic i feel like a very toxic masculinity Mm. or a trait of toxic masculinity that's not sort of like the the braggadocious like broy like mm-hmm. you know don't cry you know all that kind of stuff it's like on the on the flip side where it's like oh i'm nice but only nice to the end of where i want something out of that person yes yes right and or it's like setting like i'm entitled because i'm quote unquote nice that mm-hmm. i'm entitled f- to get sex from yeah the whatever persons i choose because I've been nice enough to them. And then that (laughs) also kind of leads into that then when certain people who feel that they've been nice all along and they still don't get the person, then they flip and they become angry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they start to kind of hate um, women because they're like, well, I've always been nice and they don't like, they don't like me anyway. So what's the point? And it's like, okay, well that just kind of shows your true colors. Yeah. That's like the whole incel movement. Yeah. To like distill it down. It's like they feel they're entitled to certain things Mm -hmm. and, you know, 
it's yeah, it's just like this warped view of like why other people exist. Like other people exist not to sexually gratify you. Mm-hmm. They're they're their own persons, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whether they're attracted to you or not is not, you know, a comment on their character. It's just they're not like some people you're not not attracted to. Mm-hmm. Some people you you know you want to be friends with. Some people you don't want to be friends with. Some people you're like get the fuck away from me. I don't like you. Whatever the reason, it doesn't yeah. have to be a reason. Yeah, it's like there's not the world isn't centered around that person and having all their needs catered to because they feel they've done quote unquote I've been doing quotes a lot (laughs) (laughs) doing the 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 right thing right or whatever it is so yeah it's I felt like it was definitely when I was like yeah like a early teenager I never thought of myself as like a like the nice guy friend but Mm -hmm. like there would be occasions like oh man I really like this girl but she doesn't feel the same way that kind of sucks but again as you're saying some people flip the switch and become like angry or violent or yeah. or you know even more toxic which is that's kind of gonna be a very scary thing as we've definitely seen yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the whole friend like the it's kind of i don't know that that whole like friend thing of the well they'll see me one day i guess that's where then i was mentioning to you earlier it is mm-hmm. like that hot librarian like or yeah. the, the nerd girl like they were there all along and yeah. i just never saw them and that's the yeah. whole thing with the friend zone right yeah. like well, so it's my nerd friend oh he actually has a six-pack and like yeah <laughs> is rich or like, I don't yeah, know, like whatever yeah, yeah. The, yeah, it's some dumb thing. Yeah, so I don't know. So let's talk about some actual examples that we've we've mm-hmm. written down here from like movies and TV and stuff, mm-hmm. and we'll just go through one by one. Maybe let's decide of like realistic or unrealistic, and okay. like let's let's sort of go through. So the first one was a, I think it was a pretty big show at the time, <laughs> King of Queens. Yeah, I watched with it. King of uh, Kevin James and Paul yep. Blart Mall Cop there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like that sort of that doofus and the babe. Sort mm-hmm. of like sitcom trope where it's like this guy, like sure he's nice, mm-hmm. um, but he's like not that good looking and more like, annoying yeah. than nice. So kind of like the like a man like, child type yeah, situation. Yeah, where, somebody who's more like he gets into shit and like he, he yeah. causes little problems, but in the end, oh, isn't that sweet? Cause yeah, he's just such a like a, a sweetheart who means well. Yeah, exactly. And then he has his like smoking hot wife Leah Romani, yeah, who like puts up with all this fucking nonsense that they did. Like, yeah, yeah. All these like misadventures and things like that with the mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I don't know. Like, do couples like that exist? Probably, but I don't think it's as such like a stark representation as like this show. Mm-hmm. Thing. So, what do you think? Is this is that show? Does have, do they have a realistic or unrealistic depiction of... I don't the... know, because that trope we see in a lot of... Like, that's even the yeah. like the Simpsons, you know? With yeah. Homer being that, like, kind of doofusy guy. Yeah. And then Marge is, like... I mean, cartoon hot, you yeah, know? Sure. Like, she, <laughs> and, like, she's kind of got it together. And I just kind of think... I don't know how accurate it is. I think it's mm. something that it kind of seems like the the people writing the show were like, "Wouldn't this be nice?" Yeah, you know, for sure. and it, but I don't think it's really realistic because what really are they bringing besides, sure. you know, just kind of being this doofus goof? Yeah, yeah. or or are they just like copying previous comms? Like, oh, we just got to do this. Yeah, They're like this is the format. Yeah, this is how we're that. This is how we can get the show to run for you know however many seasons and mm-hmm, get syndicated mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. So yeah, yeah, maybe it's. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I agree. It's like hard to tell but uh i would say it's like yeah it kind of falls into that well actually maybe this is a question like does it feel somewhat realistic just because we've seen it so much that just like oh yeah it's like we just kind of get used to that kind of thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's it's not like jarring to see it is super normalized like you just kind of get used to that yeah that there is the 
I don't know another word than doofus. It's yeah. like such a perfect <laughs> yeah. word yeah. for yeah. it, you know? Yeah, schlub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, because we also saw it, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so I mentioned kind of Homer with, with Marge. Yeah. But also, like... <sighs> Even the doofus goes so much as like Archie. You remember those comics? Yeah, yeah. Archie with Betty and Veronica. He had two yeah. beautiful babes who were yeah. like just fabulous women. Yeah. And he had two of them fighting for him. And he would kind of like, they were friends, but yeah. he would kind of pit them against each other almost, yeah. you know? And To vie for his affection Exactly. Or and he was such a dweeb, <laughs> you know? Like he wasn't, and he also just wasn't even like great. Like, I mean, yeah, fine, sure. Sometimes he would do kind of like sweet things or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like... He just wasn't, it kind of almost seems like it set this expectation that some people can really get somebody, yeah. quote unquote, out of their league. Right, yeah, whatever and, that means. And they can, they can be the desirable person, even though the person they're searching for is out of their league. Right. You know, like, and you mentioned it briefly when we were talking earlier about um, Megan Fox and Nick from New Girl. No, yeah, yeah. Right? And like how she was really into him. Yeah. Even though, like, when you look at it, it's like, no, how, that's, what? <laughs> yeah, she's, like, professionally hot. Like, mm-hmm. that's her job. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Nick, I mean, uh, that actor, um, Jake, is that his name? I can't remember. Anyway, I like, he, I like him. He's, like, a fun guy, but, like, he's, he's not. Funny. And I think he's attractive, yeah. but, like, just his character yeah. is, again, yeah, yeah. kind <laughs> of a little bit of a ween, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so it, I do think that definitely sets up this unrealistic unrealistic expectation for people to be like well if these losers can get the babe then i can get the babe too and then that's like that oh well but they're not going like they don't like me so like you know but unfortunately media has been been telling us we've been incepted yeah it's it's true like we've been told for years so like yeah going for years sorry just to interject we married with children that show was on in the 90s like al bundy and peggy bundy like she was kind of like Maybe a bit one-dimensional. She was kind of like the attractive way, a bit of like, you know, an airhead and things mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. then Al Bundy was kind of like this like schlubby shoe salesman. Like, mm-hmm. Also, yeah. wasn't he like a grump too? Yeah, he was like a total grump. He yeah. just like put his hand in his pants and like sit on the yeah. couch and was like... Although, I mean, yeah. sometimes just holding your little belly in yeah. your pants <laughs> is, is kind of nice. It's weirdly comforting. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but, but it's still like... She was all, all dressed up, and he was all just like, kind of like, oh, like, yeah. Why do we have to do what you what want is that, to do? A curmur- curmudgeon? Yeah, he's is that pretty. The word? Yeah, he's a very curmudgeon. Yeah. And that kind of evolved to kind of in that sort of like when he played Jay on Modern Family, mm-hmm. Ed O'Neill, like. And then he got Gloria. Gloria Sofia Vergara, who's like a stunner. Oh my God, she's beautiful. <laughs> and then, it's like yeah, like I mean, they kind of talk about like the whole like gold digger type thing, mm-hmm. like between the different characters on the show, but. It's like, yeah, like, sure, he's rich and whatever, but is that really mm-hmm. enough to get, like, a woman like her who seems, you know, very, like, smart and passionate, but she's also gorgeous, so. Mm-hmm. Like, she, yeah, she had her own, like, she wasn't just yeah. the bimbo yeah. housewife. She was, like, she she was amazing. Yeah. Her character, she was right. very, like, passionate. She was smart. She was funny, yeah. you know, and she was a great mom. Like, yeah. she brought a yeah. lot to it yeah. that it's, like, really yeah you're gonna go with him <laughs> yeah. okay and then you have like the same show like we have like uh mitch and cam mm, mm-hmm. which also like I, th- I feel like i mean we do have we, like there was like for representation like will and grace earlier but uh mitch and cam are sort of like that monogamous like mm-hmm. gay couple that mm-hmm. was sort of like on this like very large tv show like a, it was like a huge hit yeah like yeah. <laughs> um and so like 
yeah, we should say mention too that's like a lot of these representations are are white. A lot of them are like heteronormative. Yeah. And we don't get So this is a bit biased. I mean, because also thinking like these were the shows that like we grew up with. Yeah, for sure. Both like white. Yeah. (laughs) Cisgendered, you know? So like this is kind of more our experiences. And like this is kind of a caveat that this is not everybody's experience. This is just two pals talking about their (laughs) experience with the media. Exactly. Yeah. And then like you have Claire and Phil who kind of also fill in that. Yeah. He's kind of like a bumbling doofus. He's, he's an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And like, I will say, yeah. I did have a huge, I still do, yeah. still do. Yeah. He's quite a gem. Like, and, but again, because he was really funny. Yeah. But when you think about him and Claire, he is a little bit more of like, he's kind of, do you know what? There was also this kind of trope, and this is more into kind of parenting, although I don't know if it's a trope, but it's like the good dad, the like kind of goofy buddy dad, and then sure, the mom yeah, has yeah. to be like the one who brings the down the hammer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of also this kind of relationship, you know? And it it just, I think the thing that I'm understanding is media set up this expectation for uneven partner roles. Right, yeah. In film and yeah. television, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and that's kind of, that's another part of it of like their responsibilities yeah. with their family you yeah. know um i remember one in one clip that just makes me laugh every time but uh it like flashes back and like claire's like yelling at phil and, he's, and she's like what is that he has like an alpaca he's oh, like and he's like he's like it's alpaca i bought the last one and it's like what why did he need it <laughs> i don't know but like I, I just like the way he just said i got the last one he's like it's so excited mm. but then like this woman has to then deal with now her husband's gotten bought, purchased an alpaca which like, do you know what's what funny you is do with that? when you're saying that to me i'm like oh yeah. so cute yeah. phil you yeah. and your shenanigans yeah. but it's like do you know how freaking annoying that would be <laughs> yeah to have like you come home maybe you're like tired from a busy day or whatever and then your partner comes home with some dumb thing that yeah. they've done and you're like are you kidding me yeah. you know yeah. like it's I also a uh, fun fact you, you're not supposed to buy just one alpaca Apparently they get like lonely and they go kind of co- like crazy. Oh, um, they need like they need a friend. They need at least two friends. Mm. Um, so you're supposed to buy them in like groups of three. Well, this is okay. good to know for when I have my farm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why they they can like socialize with each other mm-hmm. and like not be alone because yeah. like it's kind of like when you see like a bird in a cage after a long Aww. time and they're just like they're crazy because yeah. they've never like seen another bird and they're like saying hello to their. You know, a reflection in the little mirror God, that they what got. A crazy world. Yeah. That would anyway, be. sorry, that was a bit no, of a tangent. No, that's but, okay. Uh, yeah. What happens if two of the alpacas don't like the third alpaca? Oh, I don't know. What if two of them like each other and the other one's left out? Oh, I don't know. That's a good Should question. you get four alpacas? <laughs> I mean, the more the merrier in my mind for I alpacas. Know, right? You can make so many sweaters. Yeah, socks. You could even make socks yeah. and mittens and a hat. Gloves and scarves. You could be prepared for the winter. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I love animals so fucking much. Um. Okay, Seb. Yeah. Stop sidetracking. Sorry. Let's get back to okay, it. Okay, we'll get back to it. Um, it, I also find, okay. So that was kind of one yeah. part of it. I think the other, the other relationship kind of that I always kind of had an issue with, well, because I it seemed so normal to me was that kind of the guy who was a bit of a dick to the girl, mm. and she would just kind of take it put up with it yeah. yes so i mean one of the examples that we have here is um kelly and ryan right from yeah. the office mm-hmm. like he wasn't nice to her no. you know but she was so smitten and she kept doing all these things and yeah. trying to get him and it was like if you just keep chasing them then eventually you know yeah. so i mean that was that was one which like it's like 
you're it's kind of like you're selling out your own worth because you're you're showing this person that doesn't respect you mm-hmm. that you'll just still do anything they mm-hmm. say right mm-hmm. whatever they want yeah and so like what 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 incentive do they have to treat you like an actual human person yeah yeah but it's yeah. also that it it kind of creates this idea of like it makes the woman like it made kelly seem a little crazy because she was trying to do all these things to get him or like she would kind of overreact because he was not giving her any kind of stability right you know or any kind of security she needed to be like loud and boisterous and like yeah get his attention which then also kind of i mean there's other shows like well the other one i was thinking was carrie and mr big it kind Mm. of creates this like the woman becomes this incredibly overdramatic and like doing all these things to try and get this kind of security that the person likes them right you know which then it kind of shows almost that this volatile part of a relationship this insecure volatile relationship is a desirable relationship you know and so i was also kind of when i was growing up i was thinking there was going to in a normal relationship, there'd be a lot more fighting or mm-hmm. um, having to like kind of prove yourself to the other person, sure. you know, and then you two would come together and it'd be so passionate, yeah. you know, <laughs> and so it's kind of, that was also really, I realize I use the word tricky a lot. And I yeah. don't, <laughs> but, That's fair, yeah. But it is tricky. It, it, yeah, and I mean, when you're growing up and you're watching these things, it's like, what the hell? What mm. is a normal, healthy relationship supposed to look like? Yeah. Because you're seeing all these ones that are so not normal and so unhealthy. Right. So I mean, like we have the one another example of like Frasier. We have mm. Niles and Daphne, and like mm-hmm. Niles is pining over Daphne mm-hmm. for the pretty much the entirety of the of the series. The series, yeah. He's just kind of like, kind of that like unassuming quote unquote nice guy, like off like in the background while mm-hmm. Daphne's like living her life and you know mm-hmm. dating mm-hmm. Who, like who she wants to date and things like that. And then you know eventually like she like sees the light and like realizes that Niles is like the man for her like when she's about to get married to that like other dude right yeah Yeah. well and that kind Mm -hmm. of is the whole thing if you just hang on long enough eventually they'll see you yeah which is not healthy for any part in that i forget like like, anybody involved it's been a long time since i've watched frazier um does he like profess his love at any other point like prior to that and she like rejects him i honestly can't remember i mostly remember yeah. fraser for the dog right <laughs> um, that's fair yeah and i do and their sweet apartment yeah. but yeah that's i don't really i i remember that there was that like big love interest between the two mm-hmm. and i want to say that he did but again that's the other thing like if he did and she said no yeah why wait then why yeah. are you still hanging on because then yeah. that's that other example of an yeah. unhealthy be- behavior of yeah. not respecting boundaries yeah and you also, know. like, a little bit, it's, like, almost, like, a bit stalkerish. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just not, I mean, not, not seeing that other person as having their own thoughts and feelings yeah. that they are entitled to. As being like, well, yeah. no, whatever, they'll change their mind and I'll be here when they do. Yeah. You yeah, know? It's a, it's a weird one. Mm-hmm, Let's mm-hmm. talk about Friends. Oh. That, that's, how, that's how, like, a big, like, it was huge when it was on in the 90s. And now mm-hmm. it's, like. It's starting to come back. It's and like I know resurg- that because when I was in H&M, I saw some sweaters with Friends logos oh, yeah. on them. So it's that's a, how you know. It's had this resurgence. I mean, it's, I think it remained pretty popular uh, for mm-hmm. quite like since it's been on. Yeah. But like they had like that reunion special. And like, I think I feel like I've seen on like social media, like young, younger generations are like going out and watching the show. 
because okay. now it's like now it's like available because it's on like it was on Netflix and now it's on wherever mm-hmm. else. So it's like available now. Whereas like previously, like if you wanted to watch an older show, you either have to like find a rerun on TV somewhere mm-hmm. or like buy the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Where but now it's like oh, it's with my Netflix, I can watch all of Seinfeld ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so like I mean, Friends is its own has you know um, has myriad problems like you know the like having an apartment in like Greenwich Village that's like that huge it's like they didn't yeah. like a lot of like earlier on like they didn't really have like great jobs you know they're all white mm-hmm. you know they're like it's there's a lot of problems with with friends but also like the relationships between two it's like Ross is like getting that guy kind of like hanging in the background oh Ross is so annoying he's a dweeb yeah he's a nerdy guy and like you know Jennifer Aniston as Rachel She's like the hot one, mm-hmm. and he's just like kind of waiting. And there's even like in the doesn't even have in the, remind remind me it's like in the backstory, like he had a crush on her when they were like in high school or together or something, right? Okay, well, because he was he's Monica's brother, mm-hmm. so I think so. Because yeah. Monica and Rachel were friends. Yeah, yeah. And so he always had like a crush on her for like. To be honest, I used to watch Friends in like one offs on like right. Omni TV or You're whatever sure, when yeah. I was younger. But I don't. I'm not like a big Friends yeah. person. I like I remember random episodes like when they went sure. on a trip and monica was like my hair <laughs> which like girl same like, yeah sometimes. but um i'm not like i'm not super familiar with all of it my yeah. biggest thing that i remember is how ross was such a piece of shit to his ex-wife when she came out right. and he was like just annoyed with her right? right so i don't remember that but yeah yeah because they had the baby together yeah right? yeah and then he was kind of like he was always a dick to his um ex's new partner right um yeah that's very shitty yeah like mm -hmm. and and it's like that you were talking about before like the conflict like they ross and rachel always had like some sort of like conflict to overcome Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with the hopes that it would sort of bring them together in some capacity which well because there's yeah there's that always there's that will they won't they kind of thing and that's also a thing in a lot of tv shows is the will they won't they you know like um jim and pam jim and pam ted and uh robin Mm mm-hmm from how I met your mother. Like right. there's always those kind of will they yeah. like, you know, so that's also another trope that kind yeah. of um promotes that yeah. if you just hang around long enough it's okay, they'll see the light. Yeah. Like one of them will see the light. Yeah. And it's like you can't be, be friends. It's mm-hmm. always there's always gonna be sort of like a romantic underline mm-hmm. or underlying romantic tension mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's gonna like erupt in some capacity. Like that stupid fucking show <laughs> Superstore. Oh like my that, God. like the kiss, like during the hurricane. It's like they, you know. <laughs> <That show. laughs> okay, so that show. I used to watch this show with my mom called Drop Dead Diva. Okay. And the guy on the show, I, I, I only turn on Superstore if I'm high. Yeah. As a recommendation from sure. a friend, because I can't handle it otherwise. So I just gotta keep it in the background. That's fair. What's his name? The main guy. Jonah. What's his name Jonah. So I don't, he used I don't to be know on this show name, called yeah. Drop Dead Diva. Right. And yeah. that's the only reason why I know him. Mm. And so I was like, oh, Superstar will be good. And I like, what's her name? America Ferreira. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this will be good. No. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I knew him from, he was on Mad Men for a little while. He had a, oh, was he? He had, he had an arc there. Yeah. Huh. So that's where I kind of knew him first okay. from. But yeah. So yeah, he's it's, done well. Yeah. But, but they, uh, yeah, they have that definitely that, that will they, won't they nonsense. Yeah. That kind of like has all this tension. And it's also super unrealistic, too, of, yeah. like, the waiting around until, like, even when this girl, I mean, sorry, spoiler, yeah. but when she gets pregnant by somebody else's baby and then yeah. he's still, like, you know, it's yeah. like, that's not really as common, like, 
as they make it maybe seem. For sure. And he had that that what the one woman who was his his partner for a while, the blonde yeah. woman. Yeah. She was like so sweet and she nice. She was so great. Yeah. They had a great relationship, yeah. but he was ready to throw it all away in a heartbeat yeah. just for America Ferrera. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is also kind of kind of sneaky on her part too because yeah. I think she knew that and yeah. she kind of took advantage of that. Yeah. You know, so it's mm. it's not always just the men in the shows who are kind of the yeah. ones who can take advantage of, no, of sure. the other character. Right. Okay, so let's let's talk about maybe one that, that is actually healthy. And you had a really good example. Mm, my favorite <laughs> example, and yeah. it's not only an example of a healthy relationship between a husband and wife, but it's also just a healthy relationship of a family. Right. Bob's Burgers. Yes. It's so good. Fucking love Bob's Burgers. It's a great show. <laughs> yeah. And just how they... They listen to, like, yeah, they'll get into shenanigans because, you know, it's, yeah, it's a, a cartoon, cartoon yeah. and they will. Yeah. But they're always there for each other. And in the end, they always support each other. Right. You know, and yeah. they, they support the crazy kids, yeah. even though the kids get up to shit, too. <laughs> yeah. And they they listen to each other. They talk to each other. Yeah. And they always know that there is this deep love for one another. Right. You know, so it's just... But they're also realistic with each other. I mean, there was yeah. this episode I was rewatching the other day where um, they're bored because they have date night every mm-hmm. Friday and it's always the same thing. And Bob yeah. is like, well, because we only have it this one time, let's always go to the same place so that it's consistent and we know that it's good. And yeah. Linda's like, no, I want to try something new. Yeah. Like, let's do something. And, you know, it's just kind of, they do have their issues, but they yeah. talk about it and they come back together. Right. And so I just think, but it's funny to me how yeah. it takes a cartoon yeah. <laughs> to represent a realistic and healthy relationship. I, I feel like Bob isn't like as outlandish as like a Homer Simpson yeah. or, or other characters. He's, he's, he's like, he's like the straight man in the, in the series. Like he's, he's kind of like, I mean, he does do his crazy things, Yeah, but he's like, he's pretty level-headed, level-headed. And like I, Linda She's like bubbly and outgoing, and she has like some ideas too. And so like they, they, I, I feel like they're a good like counter to each other sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it never erupts into like the sort of like toxic Kelly Ryan behavior, where it's yeah. like he's doing this stuff to like get her attention or vice versa. Mm-hmm, There's different mm-hmm. things. It feels like a very like yeah, this is like a wacky family doing wacky things. And yeah, it's heightened. It's a cartoon. Yeah, they're gonna go on weird adventures, and mm-hmm. you know. Have that weird landlord with the eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. But I think, yeah, I think you're right in saying, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have uh, Shit's Creek, which is another. Oh my god, I love Shit. So I think another really healthy relationship is yeah. Dan and Moira, because right. even though like they lost everything yeah and instead of just kind of you know i don't know like in any other thing that could have been like oh then they just like divorce or whatever but the whole thing was they go through like they they rise together and then they fall together and they come back together right you know and they are not sorry they come back from it Mm -hmm. together and they work together and they talk and they you know i just think that shows i don't know i think they're really beautiful relationship yeah like he he's supportive of her endeavors mm-hmm. you know running for council mm-hmm. you know going getting back into acting mm-hmm. and she's supportive of him just trying to run this motel and eventually mm-hmm. you know expanding and all this different stuff and they're always just there for each other there's no like acting out of spite or different yeah. things. i mean sure there's misunderstandings or but you it's know, not like manipulative yeah you know it's not like they're doing things yeah. to undermine one another and yeah. there's no 
grand gestures of right. like the craziness which yeah this is another thing yeah from all the shows all the movies yeah. i watched growing up i thought there was going to be a lot more grand of these grand gestures fireworks yeah like yeah. i thought it was going to be I, I remember i used to be like if i ever get married i want my person to like bring my class into the engagement and like have my students like hold up a sign yeah. and like, Will like and that's ridiculous yeah. like first of all i mean yeah. i do not want that yeah. at all all nowadays but it's there was this whole thing of like oh if they do a grand gesture that means they love you right yeah which is i mean we were talking about love actually (laughs) and that gem of a movie which i do like that movie but (laughs) it's so unhealthy okay let's put a pin in in, in love actually because we have a we have a whole section i think we're gonna talk about love actually but uh, let's talk about shit's creek a little bit more so yeah Yeah, yeah. moira are like a very supportive and there's it's like the little moments where they show the support for me for each other Mm-hmm. it's not yeah like you're saying the grand gestures it's like you know they came together as a family and you know they they went to like the the christmas party together or they mm-hmm. went to like whatever other thing together and they were mm-hmm. just like there for each other it mm-hmm. was never like oh i <laughs> i paid the whole town to like carol to us blah 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 mm-hmm. and you know say i love you which is a different thing then we have uh patrick and david mm-hmm. who are like a, like a i feel like very opposite personalities you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. david is uh, you know dramatic a little bit and you know mm-hmm. kind of outlandish sometimes mm-hmm. and you know um patrick is would i say patrick yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah david patrick yeah, yeah D- david is like is sort of outlandish and patrick is more level-headed and he, he's yeah a, and but they're also learning a lot of stuff about each other and about themselves as they sort of progress through this relationship like david at the beginning is like very shallow mm-hmm. you know very you know selfish mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. and patrick is discovering his sexuality he's discovering you know a lot about about himself mm-hmm. and so i feel like they're both showing each other like what healthy sense of self is mm-hmm. but then also what a healthy sense of togetherness is mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. yeah they, they do have disagreements and you know uh you know when they're moving together they have you know things about you know decorating and all that different mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. but it's like they're they're able to be themselves and become better versions of themselves as mm-hmm. they sort of progress, which mm-hmm. I I really liked in that, that show. Yeah, yeah. I think you're... And I think it's kind of funny because we're talking about like, oh, there's one that's like the level-headed and then there's one that's like the mm. more dramatic. And like, I mean, I guess it is kind of... There was that sense in The Simpsons mm-hmm. and in like um, Married with Children and all that. There mm-hmm. is that like the kind of difference of behaviors, yeah. but just how they portray it. So... I guess for me, it's like I'm not saying that having the difference in behaviors is totally unrealistic. Mm. I'm thinking of it's how they then represent it in terms of how they bring it to the relationship. Sure, you know? yeah. And I think the other piece that is important to notice is just how they have the characters communicate with mm-hmm. each other. Because in the other ones, it's kind of like one of them will do this elaborate thing without even talking to their partner. Yeah. And then it's just expected to be okay, yeah. you know? But no, there is there needs to be communication yeah. in a healthy relationship. For sure. And I know that because I didn't used to communicate in relationships. I, if I was upset, I would just kind of hold it in and right. then I would get upset. And yeah. like, that's not healthy. Right. Right. And What's wrong? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so but, you know, because it's kind of your, like, I guess the other thing is you're kind of taught to like not really be dramatic. You know, you don't mm-hmm. want to cause, you don't want to stir the pot. Whereas mm-hmm. it's like, no, communication is a really important, right. very healthy part of a relationship and so these other characters even though they may be totally different personality wise they're Mm -hmm. still able to communicate and express themselves with each other right like i think that goes to with annie and uh uh teddy Mm -hmm. on the show too because initially you know 
I'm not. Her name's not Annie. <laughs> it's not. Why am I blanking on her name? Her name's too? like Annie Murphy is the the is actress. The, uh, actress. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, oh god. <laughs> um, why are we both? I'm blanking on the name. I know. Yeah. So am I. <laughs> Hang on. Okay, Moira David. Okay, one sec. David. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, we're gonna have to edit out this. Out. Alexis. Alexis. Yes. Fuck. Alexis my Rose. Bad. Alexis and Teddy. So like, Alexis was like a very flighty kind of. She she always has those like weird backstories of like, oh, I was like on this boat with like some Shah. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Like I try. I got across the border. Blah blah. blah. Um. But like later on, they they're very communicative because Teddy has to go, mm-hmm. and. They try to keep it together, but then they realize that both it's not working for either of them, mm-hmm. and they need to, they need to break up. Mm-hmm. Which I, I almost cried during that scene. That was very mm-hmm. heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but they were. It was beautiful too because they were each expressing of like what they they that they felt they needed from another person, what they needed from themselves, mm-hmm. and how going forward what the, what what they wanted their lives to look like, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Alexis didn't want Teddy to give up his dreams of working like the Galap. I think it was in the Galapagos Islands, mm-hmm. you know, doing research and things like that. Because that's like you know, for uh, any sort of biologist or he's he was a uh, veterinary doctor, yeah. right? That'd be an incredible experience. So, like she didn't want to take that away from him and have him mm-hmm. be you know resentful that later on that he sort of gave up this thing for her. And then mm-hmm. she wanted to like start her PR firm and maybe move to New York and things like that. So mm-hmm. they kind of like agreed after discussion and you know self-discovery that you know it was better for them to be apart for now and maybe you know in the future if you know you know you're always you know it's always good to grow and maybe maybe we become somebody different in five ten years yeah but you're, but you're not waiting for that person no if you happen to cross paths again you can kind of see mm-hmm. where you are at but it wasn't like sort of like teddy or alexis like waiting in the shadows like yeah for them to like realize or change their mind because yeah. they that would mean one of them is just sticking to whatever they want mm-hmm. and and it's just waiting, like expecting that other person to change. And I think the other part that I'm also understanding from that is in some of the unhealthy TV shows, it's that their personality becomes wrapped up in the other, in their relationship. Sure. So they become, their personality is becoming uh, their, sorry, their relationship is their personality, mm-hmm. right? So like they are, the couple, they are no longer their independent self. And mm. I think that's also kind of unhealthy in it, right? right? Whereas, like, their 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 um, identity is, like, wife or, like, yeah. husband or whatever. Sure. Whereas in that, it's, no, there, it, there are still two separate people coming together in a relationship, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that's the other, the other piece is, like, recognizing that a relationship is made up of two people. A yeah. relationship is not just... The combination of yeah, two people, right? You know, it's like a third other thing mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they have, both people have to work on, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what about? So I grew up watching a lot of like Adam Sandler movies, and mm-hmm. he always gets like the one girl in the end, which is funny and, because he's such a douche. Yeah. <laughs> in his movies, yeah, like Drew Barrymore, Julie Bowen mm-hmm. of Modern Family fame, uh, Bridget Wilson Sampras, like Veronica Vaughn from Billy Madison, like they're all like very attractive smart women mm-hmm. and then this like dick of a guy yeah, <laughs> like, just like yeah. ends up you know getting them in the end mm-hmm. i mean I-, I guess he's writing those movies with his friends for himself so why wouldn't he like yeah give himself the opportunity but it's like again painting sort of an unrealistic version it's like oh yeah you can just be like be like a dick yourself and like don't have to like change or be polite or mm-hmm. you know be nice to people or be empathetic you can yeah. just be sort of a 
a dick and then like whatever like you'll still get the the hot person at the yeah end, so yeah it's a weird thing again setting up those unrealistic <laughs> expectations speaking of unrealistic uh-huh. tell me about jack and rose on titanic okay so my sister was very into uh the titanic so much so that when we got two fish she named them jack and rose um i was never really a big titanic person mm. so i guess that whole thing was like she was do you know what i don't think i know enough about it oh yeah yeah well, what do you mean? Look, go, just keep on going. It's fine. Like, okay, so so Rose is this really, like, fancy, well-to-do woman. Sure. And Jack is the bad boy. Like, you know, yeah. he gets locked in the little prison thing yeah. <laughs> down there because he's kind of a... It, it almost he's a, seems, a scamp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, um, like, but, oh, isn't he so sweet? And then he can, like, get this girl to go and have sex with him in a car and, like, their yeah. cargo hold and yeah. stuff, you know? And so I guess that also is kind of setting up this unrealistic expectation that you... Because back then somebody like him would not have got somebody like her in terms of just like the 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 status that they hold sure, in, yeah. in the world. But it's like, no, I mean, I guess it's also kind of like Aladdin. You know, right. Aladdin yeah. was also able to get yeah. the princess, yeah. even though he was very poor yeah. or at least shown to be very poor in right. the movie, you know. Monetarily poor, yeah. Yeah. But you had to use magic. You had to use a genie. Oh, that's true. To get oh, this. yeah. <laughs> okay, so never mind. I guess it's not like Aladdin. Um, but just in terms of that, like it does set up this expectation that you can really get somebody yeah. out of your league yeah. and they'll see you and they'll fall in love with you and yeah. everything will be great, you yeah. know? But that's just not how things work. No. I mean, even... I mean, it's kind of funny because like we're talking about this like date me Ben Schwartz and like it's kind of but he's so out of my like there's no world where my I would really be running into him. Right. You know, and so it does kind of set up that like, oh, it's okay as long as you try hard enough, you'll get them, you know. So this is kind of also an example of that. (laughs) Like it's but this is I mean, we've been taught that if you just keep trying, you can get somebody, you know. I think it's a bit tongue in cheek what we're doing. It's it's, 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 it's not like a I mean, Ben, if you're listening. Hey She's available. Hey Ben. <laughs> Single and ready to mingle. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like this... Also I just started watching Parks and Rec because yeah. a lot of people were like, You should really watch it, you should really watch it. But it was one of those ones that I was like, uh, what if I don't like it? And it's yeah. Oh God, Ben Schwartz, yeah. what a beb. Oh, because I got the to the John Alfio part. Um, okay, let's talk about love actually. Let's get to this point. So, which is so funny because I used to be like, "That's one of my favorite movies. It's so sweet." So, I took a lot of these points from a really great article I read a while back uh, from the Atlantic by Christopher Orr. Um, how is he in his? He's writing how Love Actually is actually the least romantic movie of all time because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's you know it does have those sort of eight different relationships going on, but like there's not a whole lot right. Well, with those particular relationships. What's funny is in it, it does have all those six behaviors that yeah. are super unhealthy. <laughs> right. So let's go through one by one. We can sort of talk about like the different relationship here. Okay. So Perfect. We have, you know, Prime Minister uh, Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a young member of his household staff, um, Martine McCutcheon. And he kind of like is like smitten by her mm-hmm. once he sort of gets elected and moves into this house. But... That's a really big power imbalance. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he fires her because yeah. she's distracting him yeah. with her beauty. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that's abuse of his power. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I, I, Bill Clinton comes to mind because a lot of people back in the day were blaming Monica Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, 
if the president of the United States tells you to do something or wants you to do something mm-hmm. and you're a young, especially female person, mm-hmm. you're conditioned to be like, yeah, okay. Even though it's not, not what you want. Yeah. And he's like 30 years older than she was. Well, and that kind of ties <laughs> back to what the comment you made about another article earlier, whereas women have this passive sexuality and men right. are unable to control theirs. And yeah. so because he was so unable to control it, he yeah. had to fire her. Yeah. So she she gets kind of punished yeah. for being this beautiful person because yeah. he just can't figure it out. He yeah. can't get his shit together. Yeah, which like, buddy, should you really be prime minister then? Lock it up. Just <laughs> I know. Lock it up. Like, yeah. Come on. So yeah, that 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 first relationship that that's uh like a, already a red flag. It's mm-hmm. like we've already mm-hmm. seen it. And then so we have then. Uh, but co- may I just say? Yeah, go ahead. There is then an example of the grand gesture where then mm. he comes to her house yeah. and he wins her back, which is yeah. like that's so then that's kind of training women to be like, oh well, it's okay because maybe then if they really do love me, as long as they show me this amazing thing, yeah, it will be okay. Yeah, it'll be the the they're forgiven for firing me from my source of income mm-hmm. because they were distracted by my shoulders yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. for sure. The next one we have is the novelist played by Colin Firth and his mm-hmm. Portuguese maid, Lucia, uh, Lucia Moniz. I can't pronounce that correctly. Yeah. I apologize. That's okay. But it's also like he kind of falls in love with her because he sees her like in her underwear. Mm-hmm. Like not because because they, they don't speak to each other because she doesn't speak English. Yeah. And it's just kind of like this, he's this, like, y- younger woman around. Yeah. And he's kind of, like, this, like, frustrated writer. Yeah, and, and like, he's just super attracted to her. Yeah. And again, it makes him lose his marbles. Yeah. You know, like... And it's not, it's not, I don't think it's love. It's just, like, he's, like, lusting after this, like, young, yeah. attractive woman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, a bit voyeuristic, a bit, you know, like, he's coming, kind of coming in as, like, this Englishman to Portugal. And kind of like just like be like no you are my woman, yeah. like well, like you you are with me now or like whatever the case it seems kind of just a weird, it's also a weird dynamic. Yeah, a very strange dynamic yeah. that is again not really healthy. Like because yeah. there's the fact that they can't even talk to each other. Yeah. There is no communication yeah. in that zero. Yeah, just f- purely physical. Mm-hmm. And how long does that last? Once mm. you know, once the the credits roll and they say this couple actually existed. Yeah, like how often. Like, is he going to learn Portuguese? Yeah. Or is he going to make her learn English? Like, what yeah. is that? How does that look like after the fact? Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm sure there are probably some relationships where that has been the case, how it started. But it just kind of, again, sets up for an unrealistic expectation for people that like, oh, communicating doesn't even matter as long as you just want to like bone each other, you know? Right. And then we have... um which again then centralizes sexuality as like the be all and end all yeah, of relationships. Yeah, like, that's like the goal, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, it's part of a relationship, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be the goal. Because, like, where do you go after that? It's like, yeah. oh, we achieved what we wanted to achieve. Or at least the, the man's like, I got what I wanted. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then we have the a third story that we, we both kind of forgot existed. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the graphic designer and her colleague, uh, Laura Linney and Rodrigo Santoro, who she had a crush on. And they're about to, like, they're about to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she has her brother who has, like, some uh, difficulties mm-hmm. and she has to go take care of him. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't remember this storyline at all. I don't either. <laughs> but then when we watched, because the two of us watched a trailer, and then I was like, oh, yeah. But I don't remember all of the, like, the, 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 the conflict. I don't I remember what it was there. I don't. I just know that she left him to go yeah. be with her brother yeah. and, like. Does he show up later? Is I he a good guy? Or did he just, or is he just, like, if you go, 
or nothing. I don't. To be honest, yet. I can't remember. Yeah. I know that they yeah. do have sex at one point, but yeah. I can't really. Okay, let's skip over that okay, one. Okay. So like, um, we'll assume it's shitty too, because mm-hmm. they're all kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we have uh, Alan Rickman and his wife Emma Thompson, mm-hmm. who are kind of like in a stale marriage. Yeah. And he's kind of like has eyes for his like assistant. Yeah. Who's like this younger, attractive woman. And and Emma Thompson kind of, I think she kind of predicts this. Right. And it kind of almost glamorizes what he's doing. Like in that yeah. scene where he's trying to get the the necklace for her and like the guy's taking too long. Alan Rickman, or not Alan Rickman. Rowan he's Atkinson. Like, yeah. Mr. He's Mean. taking too long because he's really trying to wrap it really, yeah, really like, nicely. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, but it, it's still kind of like, a little bit glamorizes it that mm-hmm. like if you're in this state of kind of what you said marital ennui right yeah. then you can just kind of go and and find somebody like go i don't know it's just kind of again it, it sets yeah. up this like it's all centered around the m- male's sexual desires right yeah. so i don't know yeah so that's all yeah there's like the emotional infidelity even if he didn't like actually mm-hmm. cheat on her but like mm-hmm. she the younger assistant gets the necklace Mm-hmm. I think Emma Thompson gets like a CD or something like that. Yeah, which is like a very nothing gift. I mean, like all. She, well, she gets like the what the Joni Mitchell CD. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like all like any gift is should be you know a nice gift, but like mm-hmm. we know it's set up to be like she gets like a disappointing gift because and, she saw the gift, yeah. she saw the necklace, so she thought that's what she was getting, yeah. and then she gets something else, which yeah. is like it doesn't really like that. How he's handling mm-hmm. his relationship isn't necessarily there's yeah. no communication yeah they again. need to talk to each yeah, other yeah get in on it mm-hmm. okay then we have a widower played mm-hmm. by liam neeson and his lovesick stepson uh thomas brody's sangster mm-hmm. uh i mean this one's a bit you know more i mean it's a sad story he's trying to get over the death of his wife mm-hmm. and his like i don't know how old his son is supposed to be like seven eight 10? Yeah, I don't know. This don't actor's know. always kids. looked super young, so yeah. it's really hard to gauge because then the girl that he has a love interest in looks like she's about ten or something. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, I, they may be the same age, or maybe he's yeah. younger, or whatever it is. But yeah, he's kind of help. It's like young love, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's like trying to figure out the, how does he go about it. But and, again, it promotes these grand gestures where yeah. then he takes his son to the airport. Yeah, and she find he finds the girl yeah. right before she's like yeah. about to board the plane. When this this movie post nine eleven. Pre- I think so, yeah, because they would not have been able to get past yeah, security, like security. Like it's that. like you have to buy a <laughs> ticket for somewhere. Even like I think um, Tina Fey on Thirty Rock kind of made a, a joke yeah. that when she was trying to do a grand gesture yeah. and she wanted to go through, but she had this sandwich yeah, and they the wouldn't yeah. let her go through, and so yeah. she had to stand there eating the sandwich before yeah. she could go through. Yeah. That's a very post nine yeah. eleven like. That's a, I love that joke. That's a yeah, good, that's a, yeah. I, I probably eat that because that sandwich looked delicious. Oh my god, it like the so like good. tomato sauce. Like oh my dip. god, Ooh. yeah, 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 yeah. I would. I'm all about it. I know, I know. But yeah, so yeah, he does like promote this sort of grand gesture thing. And then, I mean, I guess serendipitously, like that, the young girl's like mom is like hot and like is Mm -hmm. like into Liam Neeson Mm -hmm. a little bit, which would be weird. Like the dad and the son can't date the mom and the daughter. That's... That feels... It's not, but it feels feels incestuous. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then we have sort of maybe the more famous... Of relationships between new bride Kira Knightley and her husband's best friend, best friend Andrew Lincoln, mm-hmm. um, which is creepy on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 you're sort of led to believe that he he doesn't like his best friend's wife. Mm-hmm. You know he doesn't like this new person encroaching on their friendship. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile he's like secretly videotaping her and like again like showing up These at her are house. Incredibly <laughs> inappropriate behaviors. Yeah. And again. 
grand gesture with yeah. those signs when he's yeah. dropping the signs off. But it also yeah. kind of, it almost, it almost puts like infatuation above yeah. meaningful relationships sure. because he's ready to just drop his relationship with his best friend yeah. to, to confess his love yeah. to his best friend's wife. Yeah. So it's putting this romantic relationship above any kind of friendship, which is yeah. just, again, like it's not really realistic. No, not at all. And like, we, and I it's don't, harmful. Yeah. I, I don't know how long like Keira Knightley and her TV, I mean her movie husband were supposedly together, but like, Presumably, he had years and years yeah. to like. He had a while yeah. to get his shit together. <laughs> yeah, you know, like either move on, like or like say like, "Hey, I like you, but mm-hmm. you're dating my best friend." But then also, there's uh, no communication between him and his best friend. No. If he had those feelings, should he not have spoken to his best friend think, to be like, "This is what I'm feeling." That's another part where I think kind of I, I forgot to mention, but yeah, like men's relationships between like friends is not really explored. It's usually sort of only talked about in like uh like the beginnings of a male friendship where they're gonna mm-hmm. like get bro-y with each other like the bromance but any sort of like feelings or like complex emotions that come up is not, never really addressed mm-hmm. there's like men are just like these automatons that want sex and they don't communicate with each other mm-hmm. about you know potential you know emotional inst- i don't know instances or whatever it yeah. is, right so mm-hmm. it's this whole whole thing yeah it's it's a creepy grand gesture and like she kisses him Mm-hmm. At the end, it's like, your girl, your husband's right there. I know. <laughs> it's it's a it's a problematic movie when yeah, you think about a it. Bit. <laughs> um, then we have uh, actually like what the article suggests is, is probably like the only healthy relationship between the rock star played by Bill Nye, Nye and and his manager Gregor Fisher. Though even like uh, Bill's character, he's kind of shitty mm-hmm. to his his uh, his manager there, kind of manager producer. And then eventually, like, realizes that, like, oh, like, this guy's been with me through thick and thin, taking his abuse mm-hmm. for years and mm-hmm. years and years. Because and it kind of normalizes taking that abuse. Yeah. And then <coughs> then he kind of comes, like, to his senses, I guess. And, like, oh, like, you are actually the love of my life, like, mm-hmm. in a platonic way. Which, mm-hmm. is like, I definitely feel like, yes, that, like, you should have and can have platonic relationships that are love. And, like, a, sort of like a platonic life partner, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, he was just kind of, like, shitty to them most of the time. And then, like, on Christmas, he kind of realizes, oh, yeah, there's a, you're actually, you know, the one who kind of st- stood by me, mm-hmm. even though I was a piece of shit to you for mm-hmm. such well, a long time. I remember, like, that's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of interesting because I remember taking a human sexuality class and learning that there's actually different kinds of relationships, one being companionate love, which is, and so I think these movies, they all kind of really promote the passionate romantic yeah, love. For sure. And they kind of put that as the be all end all of a relationship. And if you don't have that, then your relationship is kind of not really, you're not yeah. truly in love unless right. you have that passion mm-hmm. and that kind of volatile part of your relationship. But there is that companionate love where like eventually you're not going to be jumping each other's bones the second you see each other. You just really like being with each other. Yeah. And those are important, meaningful relationships too. Yeah. But we don't really see those as much. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And uh, then I guess like a couple more uh, smaller relationships. We have the body doubles, Martin Freeman, Joanna mm-hmm. Page, mm-hmm. where they're kind of like body doubles on like a porno set. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> like a very expensive looking porno. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they fall in love. 
but I, I mean, I guess they do kind of like they do talk because they're like in awkward poses. So they're, mm-hmm. they're like talking to each other about their days and they have the different and, things. Like, the and traffic. So, and, so they're, like they're yeah. actually communicating on some level mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. like they do see each other kind of like naked or like he sees her boobs a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> they're actually like talking and mm-hmm. like they're getting to know each other mm-hmm. and they, they like sort of developing a relationship where all the other ones are just like based on however that person looks mm-hmm. and never talking to them, whether it's a language barrier or there's like creepily spying on them at their wedding or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So that, that was another one that the author of this article, Christopher mentioned that, you know, it's kind of like not as terrible as the other ones mm-hmm. because they do kind of ge- genuinely establish a relationship mm-hmm. that not even a romantic relationship, but just like a, a friendship. Mm-hmm. And then it maybe, and then it evolves into mm-hmm. like sort of that thing. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, which is like kind of like the worst one, because it's, yeah. it's so, like, one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like, this uh, British dude, Chris, played by Chris Marshall, he just, like, starts sleeping with all these American women that are, like, gorgeous. Like, January Jones and mm-hmm. um, Nadia from American Pie. What's her name? Uh, Shannon Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, whatever. And, like, he's just, mm-hmm. like, because of his accent, he's, like, irresistible. Yeah. These, like, American women. And, yeah, you know, yeah. His friends don't believe it and all this kind of nonsense yeah. and things like that. And he just comes back at the end where everybody's like at the airport somehow for some one reason or another. And he's like with these women and like his friends are like, oh, my goodness, you yeah. are, you're a yeah. sex god. Or it was like, again, it's like he, I guess he, he somehow unlocks like this like sexuality and like the women that there's a flock to him. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know like what he has to offer. Yeah. Anyways, like kind of seems it kind of then goes back to that kind of trope of the the doofus and the babes. Like he's able to get them just because he can use this like his British accent to get them right. So the the right the author also there's mentioned so there's like three main things that he's found from the movie. It's like first that love is a product of physical attraction and requires no communication or emotional affinity. Mm -hmm. It's like they're hot. Do they think I'm hot? Let's bang. Like that's kind of it. Two. It's the, uh, the, like, to consummate a relationship is just saying I love you with a grand gesture, as mm-hmm. you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And then once you do that, then that's it. That's all you need to for a relationship. You just be like, hey, Kelsey, I love you. I've written in, in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, like, doves. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that, that's it. I guess we're, you know, we're together now. That will be impressive, though. And then, <laughs> I mean... Get, Getting the doves yeah, to like synchronize yeah, their flying. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be hard. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, third, that any obstacle to romantic fulfillment, however easy you may be able to overcome it, is not worth that effort. Mm-hmm. It's just like this. Like again, all you need to really do is talk. Mm-hmm. Like an example of like Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson. Like they just need to communicate because mm-hmm. they're both unhappy. Yeah, he's his eyes are wandering, and she's like wondering, like, what what's my husband doing? Like, who's mm-hmm. he talking to? Mm-hmm. They just gotta fucking talk to each other. I know. <laughs> this, yeah. So, needless to say, yeah, the media we've grown up with has not really set yeah. us up for the best success. No, it's like, how do we become authentic ourselves? Yeah. authentic selves and establish authentic relationship when we have this like, quoting again that article above, like this like pseudo sexuality. These like pseudo relationships that are kind of like cobbled together mm-hmm. by uh, like real people write this stuff, mm-hmm. so it's not coming from nowhere. But mm-hmm. like, are do they have a twisted version of 
of relationships and sexuality. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe they've grown up thinking that like the Simpsons was normal. Yeah. And like these are just normal ways to like get your partner or like this is how it's supposed to look when you're in a relationship. Right. When like relationships look so different. Each relationship is so unique, you know? So I think uh, it was really nice talking to you about this today, Seb. Yeah, I but, enjoyed it too. Yeah, but I, um, I'm actually going to be out of town. Uh, oh, on a business trip. So okay, I guess I'll reach out maybe. Okay, I'll, I'll be here waiting. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'll give you a little call.